0: Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullbird. I am your host. It is a solo show tonight, just so you know. I'll turn this down just a touch because I'm clipping like crazy. Um, we uh, uh tonight uh, we did not do an episode last night. Uh, we had some some uh, personal business and some technical difficulties all rolled up into one. And so we uh, we are going through all of the games tonight, uh, from Thursday through Sunday night football. We will cover the Monday night football game, Sunday night during our Kings and Stings episode. So, so we have uh, a a bit of a show lined up, and like I said, I'm going to be going through all of those Sunday games uh, and Thursday night football, all in one. So, start off with just a couple announcements. Uh, again make sure you go to patreon.com/ skulking nation uh, uh, to support uh, us here at skulking um, to help us you know continue to provide uh, the info that you guys need uh, as part of uh, becoming a uh, subscriber and, uh, and a, uh, a patron there on patreon and becoming part of the skulking nation uh, it allows you to get uh, coupon codes for for uh, percentages off of merchandise in our merch store. Uh, not only that, you can get um, you get uh, added to our Slack channel, uh, where you can get uh, information, uh, questions about trades, dynasty redraft, any of that f- directly from our staff. Uh, as part of as part of being a a supporter on Patreon, um, and so there there are different levels that, that you can be patrons at, and uh, we encourage you. We would love it if you guys could uh, hop on there and uh, and uh, join us and become part of the Skull King Nation. Uh, Second little announcement I wanted to go over. We uh, um, received our rankings uh, accuracy for this last week. Um, And while overall it wasn't a great week for me, I was actually uh, number 11, um, the number 11 running back uh, ranker this last week for week two. Um, And uh, so far on the season, I am the number 11 tight end ranker um, on FantasyPros.com. So um, like I said, a semi uh, an okay week for me not great uh, Decent decent the running backs um and i am now um you know number 11 in terms of tight end rankings for the season a uh, couple other highlights of the rankings for um for our guys justin again i am the only one who's actually you know that you guys can actually see involved on uh, fantasy pros however justin my brother um, as of right now, if he were included in the contest, it would be number uh, right around number fifty overall. He would be the number ten wide receiver overall ranker uh, after two weeks. Um, in, in week number two, I believe he was right around uh, number thirty or thirty-one uh, for rankings for week uh, for week two. A couple other highlights: uh, Daniel Glasser, I believe, was number twenty-two. Would have been number twenty-two overall. He was the number nine wide receiver ranker on the week, and Sean Wittreall... Uh, Was right around number 30 overall for week 2 and was number 6 in QB ranking accuracy. Um, I hope you guys find this helpful. Um, We are doing our best to provide you as accurate rankings as we can. To provide you the information that you need to rule your leagues like none other. So again we will continue to give you guys updates on... Our ranking accuracy as we receive it, and uh, help it really it helps us to work on being better at what we do, so that we can help you guys uh, just absolutely dominate your fantasy football league. So uh, that is it for the announcements. Why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines? Today's headlines. And starting off, it is official: the Eli Manning era is over in New York. Pat Shermer has officially named Daniel Jones as a starting quarterback for Week Three uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. Now, I'll go over a little bit more of this, what it means uh, for for this week in the uh, in the, the game previews section of this podcast. But for right now. Uh, really, just want to say I I am a believer in Daniel Jones. I think he has the tools. He has the um, he has the mental capacity to be a quarterback. It's just a matter of can he put all that together. Um, I believe he can, um, and we'll like I said, we will see. He showed pretty well during the preseason. However, he has not only in the preseason, but in the couple snaps he took in the in the blowout loss to uh, Dallas. He uh, has shown rookie mistakes, and so definitely uh, a guy that um, I'm looking forward to watching him grow to see if he can become uh, the type of quarterback that uh, I know Giants fans hope he can be. And so, uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and seeing how uh, this works out in New York. Moving on to story number two... uh, Cam Newton is likely, as of we know, as we know right now, out for Week Three versus Arizona. Um, Kyle Allen is projected to get the start in that game, and I think, uh, I think it, overall, I think this will be good for Cam Newton to try to get him healthy. He reaggravated that uh, foot injury uh, that he suffered. I want to say it was in the third preseason game, and so that is definitely something to. Uh, to watch for and hope that uh, he is able to recover from that. wheels again we'll kind of see how this affects um you know the rest of the team. I don't think honestly it's going to do too much. Um Cam Cam hasn't been running all that much uh so far this season. And Kyle Allen played pretty admirably for the most part down the stretch uh the last couple games of last season uh when Cam Newton was out with his shoulder. So I think that uh, in this game, I think that the uh, the Panthers will be able to survive, possibly even come out with a win. Uh, the The Cardinals' defense has been pretty atrocious so far, and so uh, it. I think that uh, the that this can the Cardinals can get through this, uh, and hopefully Cam Newton's able to to come back healthy. So, uh, story number three. AJ Green was seen running at practice with no noticeable limp uh, doing uh, drills on the rehab thi- uh, rehab field. Hopefully he is able to come back soon. Uh, if he does when he does, it's probably going to affect John Ross the most in my opinion. Uh, we'll see we'll kind of see how how that goes. Uh, but AJ Green if you know if the guy could stay healthy, he's an absolute monster. Um, a beast of a player that can just do amazing things on the field one of the top receivers in the game again the problem is can he stay healthy and so far that has not been the case the last couple years but once he gets back I think that he will be he could be in good shape to you know step back into that wide receiver one role and again I think John Ross is the one that suffers the most uh if that's the case if uh, AJ Green does come back so a couple other stories that I, I wanted to go over real quick before we get into uh, the the game previews. Um, as far as O.J. Howard is concerned, uh, Bruce Arians has been somewhat critical of O.J. Howard in terms of uh, what he's done on the field so far, but he says that the balls will come, that catches will come, targets will come. We will see when that actually happens. I know that there was concern that in a Bruce Arians offense that O.J. Howard um, may not get the work that everyone was expecting. And so we will see how that turns out over the next couple weeks. Um, the uh, Sam Darnold, uh, as far as we know, Sam Darnold is expecting to be back uh, around week five. Uh, the Jets seem to say it was a quote full confidence that Darnold will be back week five, I believe uh, week three. He'll be out week four is a bye week for the Jets, I believe, and then uh, week five is uh, the week he comes back. So, uh, the Lions have claimed Paul Perkins from the New York Giants and have waived C.J. Anderson, um, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon Jeffrey are most are prob- most likely at this point we're looking like they're going to be out this week. Um, Jackson could possibly be out two ish weeks. He's got an abdominal strain. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is dealing with a calf strain. Marcus Mariota practiced in full uh, yesterday and should be ready to go uh, with the, you know, he had a little quad injury. Should be ready to go for the Thursday night football game against Jacksonville. The running sentiment right now in terms of Jalen Ramsey is that he will get traded eventually to the Kansas City Chiefs. And another kind of semi-big story that I want to talk about for a second, Uh, Matt LaFleur, the coach of the uh, Packers, has said that he wants to make more even carries between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. And all Aaron Jones owners start screaming and swearing while I sit here and say, I saw this coming. This is a guy who last year had Deion Lewis and and uh, Derrick Henry and couldn't decide which of them he wanted to use in his offense. They are just, the Titans are just now this year saying we are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball with Derrick Henry. And they still haven't really done that all that, you know, as much as we thought they would. They're still getting, I I still think that Deion Lewis is is involved in that offense a little more than than was expected, Um, you know, compared to, you know, concerning how much they said they wanted Derrick Henry to, to run the ball. That being said, getting back to Green Bay, I'm not surprised by this. I think that uh, in a way they want to manage Aaron Jones' reps with his meniscus injuries that he's had. Uh, I want to say three meniscus issues in the last two years. He's missed six, six to ten games, um, somewhere in that range. I you know I I know that's a broad range, uh, but uh, he's missed a few games each of the last couple of years. He also missed two games from suspension. I think that part of it's they're managing reps uh Jamal Williams is I believe the the better running back in terms of pass protection, and so I think that could have something to do with what they're what the what they're wanting to do there so um I am not surprised by this, and i I don't expect Aaron Jones production to go down too much unless he gets injured. I still think he's that borderline running back one running back two he's a running back two that can put up running back one numbers that's that's basically how I how I have him ranked so all right we're going to take a quick break for uh, a little commercial here and then we will get right into uh, the game previews for week three in the NFL season all right we are back it is time to hammer through the previews. For week three in the NFL, again, we will be covering everything from the Thursday night football game all the way through Sunday night football. Um, well, again, the Monday night game we cover on our Kings and Stings episode Sunday night that goes live on Monday. So um, I hope you guys are ready for this. Let's go ahead and get this started. Starting off Thursday night football, the Titans versus the Jaguars. Marcus Mariota, I continue to put him as a quarterback, too. Um, just with how many injuries and everything he deals with, he can put up quarterback one numbers, especially with his running ability. I have him more as that quarterback two, kind of that quarterback, you know, 13 to 16 range. Um, you know, mid quarterback two, uh, Derek Henry, he is a running back two that can put up running back one numbers. I, you know, I think that his average is going to be right about a running back two as far as he is concerned. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Davis and A.J. Brown, I believe, are both wide receiver fours. Uh, we We're still looking to see what's going to come of this passing game. For the most part, the passing game goes through Delaney Walker, the tight end one. He is going to remain a tight end one as long as he is healthy and as long as Mariota is the quarterback. As long as those two are still there, they're going to be a tandem that's going to work very well together. So, uh, Moving on to the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew. A quarterback two again kind of that mid-range quarterback two leonard fournette i have as a running back three with upside kind of that that range kind of uh, you know quarter or running back two to three um we're still waiting to kind of see that that uh, offensive line really gel together and and provide the the um the holes that uh, fournette needs to to run through so uh, in terms of the wide receiver core. DJ Chark is a boomer bust wide receiver three. He can put up big numbers. Uh, right now, Westbrook is bench fodder. Uh, once Nick Foles went down, there was nothing. Um, there is no real major chemistry between Westbrook and Gardner Minshew. Uh, Minshew really worked well with DJ Chark in the, in the preseason, and that uh, rapport is continuing. So, um, those are really the the fantasy players that I am willing to work with in this game um and yes yeah, so that's it so moving on the bengals versus the bills andy dalton is a quarterback two can put up quarterback one numbers again with them passing the ball 50 times a game because they haven't really been able to get the um the the running game going um dalton has that that low end quarterback one uh ceiling uh, you know just to average things out i think he's going to be a, a high end quarterback too uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Tyler Boyd and John Ross are both wide receiver twos. I know that John Ross, I believe, is like the w- w- wide receiver one uh, overall right now because he has, you know, three touchdowns in two, and, uh, I think a 111 yard in one and 156 in game two, So, or in his two games. So while he is overall right now the wide receiver one, I don't see that necessarily continuing. I think he's a wide receiver two that can put up, you know, put up big numbers, especially with how much they're throwing the ball. As far as Mixon is concerned, he uh, is not on the injury report, practiced fully. I see him again. He's in that running back two range, the low end running back two, because they have not been able to really open up the holes for him to run the ball very much either. So um, I don't really like Mixon all that much, but if you drafted him early in that second round, you may not have much of a choice, but to play him. Just don't expect much Better than low end running back two numbers right now. Uh, Tyler Eifert and CJ Uzuma, as far as the tight ends are concerned, they're mid range tight end twos. They just don't have the volume. Tyler Eifert for the most part, all of his production has always been based off the fact that he gets into the end zone. He's never been a huge target guy, he's never been a huge yards guy. It's all been about the, the end zone. So he is kind of that mid range t- uh, tight end two that could provide a touchdown. As far as the Bills go, uh, Josh Allen, I have is a quarterback one, kind of that quarterback one or two range, uh, 10 to 12 area because of his running ability. He throws for about 250 yards, throws for a touchdown or two, runs for a touchdown and gets about, you know, 25 to 50 yards rushing on the ground. That's perfect out of a streaming option, especially you know if you're playing in a 10 to 12 team league and he is on the and he is on the, uh, the waiver wires. He is the guy that you can pick up to be your quarterback. This week against the Bengals defense that is struggling the last or struggled last week at home against the 49ers. Right now, we are not completely sure on what the uh, what's going on with Devin Singletary and his hamstrings. If he sits, Frank Gore is a running back two against a defense that gave up a ton of rushing yards to Raheem Mostert and Matt Breida. Um, I think that he can easily put up running back two numbers. John Brown I see as a boomer bust. Um, wide receiver three with upside it all depends on how much they get the passing game going uh for the bills and they okay and they don't really have a tight end to speak of so that is it for that game moving on the miami dolphins versus the dallas cowboys Uh, as far as the miami dolphins go all right that was it now let's move on to the cowboys there really is nothing to use uh, as far as the Miami Dolphins go, that you should not be starting. I mean, if one of them breaks out, one of their players has a great game and breaks out, that's not a shot I am willing to take. That is not a chance to that I am willing to take right now. It's simply because of how horrible that whole team is. So moving on to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, again, he's going to put up quarterback one numbers against this just fizzling Dolphins defense uh, Amari Cooper is a wide receiver, a high-end wide receiver, too. Randall Cobb, with the loss of Michael Gallup right now, I believe moves up a little bit. Um, wide receiver, three. Uh, still kind of that flex wide receiver, three range, but I think he has a little more upside right now. Zeke, obviously, is a running back one. And Jason Witten is a high-end tight end, two, simply because he gets targeted in the red zone. He has seven catches for 40 yards, but he has two touchdowns. Uh, four targets a game is what he's getting, you know, he back before he retired and went into the booth of Monday Night Football, he was getting you know four four to seven targets a game. That's continuing, so I think that he will have enough production. Again, he has that tight end to upside or high end tight end to upside could put uh, put another one in the end zone against this week Miami Dolphins defense. Uh, as far as the Broncos and Packers go, uh, Joe Flacco I have as a quarterback two. And not much, not very high on the quarterback two spectrum. Uh, Royce Freeman, I have on that running back two slash three range right now. Um, he has outperformed Philip Lindsay uh, in week two, not so much in week one, but week two. Philip Lindsay, I want to say in half point PPRs, only put up eight point six points the last two weeks. Really has not done a whole lot. He's he's in the flex range, or you know, possibly even that running back three sit area for right now until we actually see him really get more going they still want to keep about a 50 50 split and that's basically been what it you know what it is right now for the for the broncos i want to say game one it was 52 48 in favor of lindsey and this last game was like 53 47 in favor of royce freeman so um right now i think that it's just going to continue to stay that way as far as the wide receivers go uh, Emmanuel Sanders is a wide receiver 2, can put up wide receiver 1 numbers. Flacco seems to really enjoy throwing the ball to him. Uh, Cortland Sutton is a wide receiver 3. Again, has upside to put up better than that, but he is a wide receiver 3. And Fant is no more than a wide receiver 2 right now. Uh, we'll see if he can develop the rapport that he needs with Flacco to put up better numbers. As far as the Packers go, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback 2. You heard that right. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback too. I am ranking Aaron Rodgers this week around quarterback fourteen, just because they're not throwing the ball a lot. They're focusing on the run. They're giving the ball to um, to Aaron Jones and to Jamal Williams. I think that it's it's kind of that borderline wider or quarterback one, quarterback two for Aaron Rodgers. But I'm not I'm not putting him in my top five. That's just not going to happen. There are other quarterbacks being more productive. Doing a lot more right now than Aaron Rodgers. And so he is going to be low end, low end quarterback one if I have him as a quarterback one this week. Again, we'll kind of see where everything's playing out as we get closer to the end of the week. Uh, Jamal Adams, he is still a wide receiver one, period. He's a wide receiver one. You draft him that way, keep him that way. He is still the number one target for Rodgers. He is going to get the most production. Uh, Veldez scantling is a wide receiver for just the inconsistency right now in using a second wide receiver in this offense um i just not seeing it and geronimo Allison yes he had the was it five targets four catches for 25 yards he also had a fumble he did have a touchdown I'm just as a slot receiver the number he's obviously the number three option in terms of passing I don't, I. that's just not anywhere I want to be in a run-heavy offense. Uh, as far as the tight end goes, Jimmy Graham, he's on that borderline tight end one, tight end two. It all depends on, you know, how close they get to the red zone, where they can use him there as a big body. Uh, again, Rodgers has never really sustained a a tight end one for an entire season. I think there was one year. Like Richard Rodgers. You know, sophomore season. Something like that is the only time. In the last mm, six or seven. In which Rodgers has actually had. A tight end one for an entire season. So, Moving on. The Falcons at the Colts. Matt Ryan. Again I have him on that borderline. Quarterback one. Quarterback two range. Um, probably a low end quarterback one. Freeman. Uh, I have as a running back two or three, low end quarterback or low end running back two against this Colts defense. I think the Colts could do a a, a decent job of of stopping him up at home in Indianapolis. Julio Jones is a wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley is a boomer bust wide receiver three. He had a great week last week. We'll see if he can do it again. We'll see if he disappears or not. Um, uh, Austin Hooper, I have as a low end tight end one. You're going to start him. Unless you have one of the top options, you are going to start him in 10 to 12 team leagues. As far as the Colts go, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback two, mid-range quarterback two. Marlon Mack is a low-end running back one, high-end running back two. Uh, The the Colts are, I believe, first or second in the league in terms of rush yards. I believe they're second in the league behind Baltimore in terms of rush yards per game at about 185. Uh, Wilkins right now is a running back three. If Mac cannot make it, because right now, I don't think I had this in the update, um, he had his. He missed walkthrough on Wednesday. He left Tennessee with a heavily wrapped calf muscle. If he misses time, Jordan Wilkins could put up running back two numbers in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Hines, again, if Mac misses time, Hines is only a PPR option, could put up, you know maybe flex play, um, running back three type numbers in PPR. Hilton is a wide receiver two in this offense. There really is not another wide receiver in this offense that is fantasy viable yet. And um, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle are both low end tight end twos. Again, with Jacoby Brissett in this offense, they are running the ball as much as possible. And therefore, there is not a whole lot of passing to go around. Moving on, the what I'm considering the highlight game of the week, the Ravens visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Jackson will be a quarterback one in this game, uh, not only because of his passing ability, but obviously his running ability after last week running for 120 yards. Mark Ingram is a running back two, uh, could put up running back one numbers. We'll kind of see the rest of the running backs, unless there's an injury, I'm not seeing any of them putting up enough numbers to make them fantasy worthy. Uh right now Marquise Brown is a mid to high mid round or mid range wide receiver two. Again, that has the ability to put up wide receiver one numbers. He's, you know, number two or three right now in terms of wide receivers. He's getting targeted a lot in this offense. They're using him more and more. I've used him more and more over these last couple of games. I think he'll get plenty of play in this Chiefs game. I think he has the ability, again, to be a top-flight wide receiver. It's just not very often that we see that from rookies. And this class of rookie wide receivers has been phenomenal so far. Uh, Mark Andrews is your tight end one, there for the Ravens. As far as the Chiefs go, Patrick Mahomes is unsittable. Damian Williams and Shady McCoy are both running back two down to running back... Th- well, Shady McCoy is more that running back two or three um, level of running backs. Right now, Damian Williams was sidelined on practice on Wednesday, and I believe that LaShawn McCoy um tried to practice Wednesday. I don't know how well that actually went. I have not seen an update on on McCoy there. If neither one of them can make it and play, Thompson's a running back too. I think that he not only can he run the ball but his ability to catch the ball, what what is a little bit of a problem for Thompson make eat into his um, playing time on Sunday if the top two guys cannot go. Is that Daryl Williams is better in pass protection. So beyond that, Sammy Watkins is a um, lower end wide receiver one. Nicole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson are both wide receiver two, low end wide receiver twos with the upside to put up wide receiver one numbers. Obviously, uh, DeMarcus Robinson was the number one wide receiver last week. But McCole Hardman also had 61 yards on four catches and a touchdown and had a 70-yarder, a 70-yard touchdown called back uh, from a penalty. So uh, Travis Kelsey, again, obvious tight end one. Moving on, the Raiders versus the Vikings. Derek Carr is a quarterback, two. Josh Jacobs is a low-end running back, two. I guess the tough Vikings defense. Tyro Williams is a wide receiver two, kind of on the bottom end wide receiver two. Um, and Darren Waller is a low end tight end one. As far as the Vikings go, Cousins, do not use him, do not start him. Low end, I mean, like bottom end quarterback two, almost quarterback three. And there's not a whole lot of room for those. Phelan um, is a low end wide receiver two. Diggs is a low-end wide receiver, too, almost a wide receiver three right now because he hasn't been getting the volume. Uh, Thielen's been getting the volume. I want to say he had only five targets in the first game, but they only threw 14 times. Or maybe it was only 10 times. uh, But had nine targets in this last game. Diggs had seven targets in game two. Only was able to come down with one of them. Um, Had a a second touchdown taken away because of a phantom um, offensive pass interference penalty. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a running back one, and as far as again because they're running so much, Rudolph is not usable. Moving on, the Jets against the Patriots. Luke Falk is not usable. Le'Veon Bell he is a low end running back one simply because of the amount of use he's going to get. I believe he got 100% of the touches in, or 100% of the snaps in week one. Pretty close to that in week two. Finished with 10 targets. Uh, ten targets or ten catches, or maybe it was ten for ten. Uh, in this game on uh Monday Night Football against the uh, Cleveland uh, Browns, Robbie Anderson is a Boomer Bust wide receiver three. He can put up uh ninety yards and a touchdown, and you know then go three straight games of only thirty yards. So, a uh, Boomer Bust wide receiver three. Jamison Crowder he is a wide receiver three. Um, I just don't see him necessarily getting the volume. Unless they have, I mean, they have. They may have no choice but to pass in this game simply because uh, they're going to be playing in Foxborough. Brady is a low-end uh, quarterback one. Sonny Michelle running back two. They could lean on him a lot in this game. Could be a lot of Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead running the ball. James White, because of his um, use mainly in the passing game, he may not be startable except in like 12 to 14 team leagues. In 10 team leagues, he's usually at least a flex I would almost look going. I would almost look at going a different direction this week, simply because again, I believe they're going to really focus on the run game. They don't have to throw the ball and get all their receivers hurt. And they have a fair, uh, fair stable of um, wide receiver or of running backs. Uh, I still believe Antonio Brown is a wide receiver one. Edelman is a possible wide receiver two, just because of the targets in PPR gordon is boomer Bust wide receiver three i think that the main focus is going to be brown and edelman uh moving on uh last page of games here we go the lions versus the eagles stafford is a quarter high-end quarterback two um, against this defense carry on johnson is a running back two uh ty johnson may be running back four up to running back three possibly we'll see how they split the carries Um, with carry on and ty johnson now that they have released cj anderson kenny galladay is a is a uh, wide receiver two with upside wide receiver one he is getting targeted he is the big guy in that offense they used to call him baby tron his first couple of seasons he's he's moving into that role uh marvin jones is a wide receiver three tj hawkinson is still a tight end two even if he puts up tight end one numbers this week he is a tight end two with upside that's what he is Carson Wentz is uh, going to be on that back end of of quarterback one uh, status against the Lions. Miles Sanders is a running back three or a flex. No one else really is worthy of using in that offense in terms of the running backs. Nelson Aguilar, he's going to be a tight end or a, a wide receiver two, maybe down to a wide receiver three, simply because you've got both Deshaun Jackson and uh, Alshon Jeffrey out in this game. Mac Hollins is a wide receiver four. Uh, Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, again, wide receiver four. I think that Zach Ertz gets a ton of work in this game and obviously is a tight end one. Moving on, the Panthers versus the Cardinals. Again, we talked about Kyle Allen most likely being the starter in this game. I think that he can still put up decent quarterback two numbers. I think he will be startable in two quarterback leagues uh, as the number two quarterback. Let's not forget, Arizona has given up 309 pass yards per game so far in these first two weeks. Um, Christian McCaffrey is unsittable He's a running back one. Period. Uh, DJ Moore, low end wide receiver two. Uh, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver three. I still think that uh, that Allen can expose the defense of the Arizona Cardinals. I still believe they are without their top two corners for at least another week or two. Uh, Greg Olson, I he's the upper end tight end two. Um, all depends on how much Kyle Allen wants to wants to lean on him. As far as the Cardinals go, Kyler Murray is a quarterback too. Still, uh, I want to say he's like overall quarterback eleven or so, eleven or twelve, depending on how some of your stats work out for your leagues and modifiers and all that. Uh, David Johnson is a low end running back one, but against this Panthers defense, might only put up running back two numbers uh fitzgerald is a running or is a wide receiver two christian kirk is a wide receiver three everyone else is kind of hit or miss the giants versus the buccaneers daniel jones is a quarterback two i'm putting him on the low end quarterback two for now simply because the buccaneers have played pretty solid defense so far this season Um, again i know that the 49ers scored 31 points against the buccaneers in week one however 14 of those points were because of pick sixes uh, off of Jameis Winston's arm. So I think that the Buccaneers could make things a little bit difficult playing at home against Daniel Jones. And so um, I am not, you know, we'll see how Daniel Jones plays. I'm willing to be wrong and rate him a little bit lower this week. Saquon Barkley is still running back one. He is going to get the yardage. He's going to get the carries. The Giants offensive line can run block. They just don't necessarily, you know, pass block all that well. Uh, Benny Fowler very well may be the wide receiver one this week for the Giants again. He's a wide receiver three, only based on volume. It all depends on whether Sterling Shepard can come back uh, out of the concussion protocol. He still has a couple practices left to do that. Evan Ingram should not suffer from Deion Jones. He will still be the tight, tight end one. I believe right now he's overall tight end three. Moving on to the Buccaneers, Winston is an upper end quarterback 2, low end quarterback 1. He's very streamable this week against the Giants defense that's been giving up a lot of a lot of points, a lot of passing. Uh Peyton Barber is a running back 3. I still don't know how much I believe in the running backs in this offense, so for me I have him as a running back 3. You shouldn't start him. I don't think unless you're, you know, running a a 14 to 16 team link. Evans I believe makes a comeback this week again dealing with a the flu in the first week where he was you know he was seen on the sidelines throwing up on the bench week 2 was just a rough week against a, a solid uh a solid defense out of the Cardinal or out of the uh, uh Panthers I believe he puts up he very well could put up those back end wide receiver 1 numbers this week uh Godwin I believe is a wide receiver 2 but could put up wide receiver 1 numbers as well Howard I am out of hope and desperation, putting him as a low end tight end. One, we will see how this goes. If ever there was a week for uh, O.J. Howard to really get it going, again, this is the week against this Giants defense. Uh, the Texans and Chargers. Watson had a crappy game last week, but the Jacksonville defense is, you know, can be pretty solid. I believe he moves back up into quarterback one status this week. Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, I believe, are both running back threes in different aspects uh Duke is a running back three in PPR because he does catch the ball out of the backfield well Hyde has been running better than I've seen him run in a long time um putting up was it four and a half yards a carry which he has not done since his San Francisco days so in the last three two years he's not been anywhere near that kind of production um we'll see if they give him any looks now near the red zone or if they just keep passing the ball to Hopkins and Fuller uh uh, speaking of those two, Hopkins is obviously wide receiver one. Fuller is a boomer bust wide receiver three. Moving on to the Chargers, uh, Rivers uh, I have as a low end running, uh, low end quarterback one, low to mid quarterback one, going up against a, a Texans defense that has given up a lot of pass yards over the last couple games, even to Gardner Minshew. Uh, Eckler I believe right now is the number one overall scoring running back. I believe is a low end running back one, simply because. This is not a guy that you necessarily expect to continue putting up these kind of numbers. Jackson, low end running back three again. You're only using using him in uh, uh, te- games uh, or, or leagues of 12 or sorry, 14 to 16 teams. I'm getting through this. All right, Kyle uh, Keenan Allen is a wide receiver one. Mike Williams is a wide receiver three. Boomer bust. Uh, three more games to go. The Saints versus the Seahawks. They still have not made an announcement on whether it's uh, going to be Bridgewater or Taysom Hill starting in this game against the Seahawks on Sunday. Either way, they will be a quarterback two, low end quarterback two, most likely. This defense from the Seahawks is really getting at it um, and could uh, could you know provide some good, uh, solid uh, scoring, uh, defensive scoring in this game. Uh, really, if you look at the two of the touchdowns from. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers last week were because of fumbles down near the end zone for the um you know, deep in Seahawks territory. so uh, Michael Thomas, I think he still can put up back end wide receiver one numbers, wide receiver two. I don't trust anyone else in that offense in terms of the wide receivers. Ted Ginn's going to disappear. Uh, Traquan Smith, for the most part, is probably going to disappear. Alvin Kamara running back, back end running back one. Maybe low end, maybe high end running back two numbers. He is going to get a lot of the dump off passes over the middle, uh, or out of the backfield. Jared Cook, I believe, could put up low end tight end one numbers because of the targets that he will be getting from uh, again whether it's Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater. Moving on to the Seahawks, uh, low end quarterback one for Wilson, maybe even mid. Uh, range quarterback one, uh, Carson is a running back two, especially with the amount of fumbles he has been having. Penny is a boomer bust running back four. It all depends on you know how many how many carries he's getting. Uh, Lockett I have as a wide receiver two, especially in PPR where he last week had 12 targets and 10 catches. DK Metcalf is a boomer bust wide receiver three, and Will Disley is a high end tight end two. Moving on, the Steelers versus the 49ers. Mason Rudolph, quarterback two. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to be more in that wide receiver two range with Rudolph throwing the ball. Uh, I have James Washington as a boomer bust wide receiver four. Um, All depends, again, they're going up against a tough defense in the 49ers. Uh, Connor I have as a running back two. However, if he's not practicing, Jalen Samuels is a possible um, low-end running back two kind of flex play. Um, that you can use and Vance McDonald I have as a low end tight end one target in this game as far as the 49ers go Jimmy Garoppolo high end quarterback two Matt Breida running back two Mostert a running back two or flex play Devo Samuel I have as a high end wide receiver three Uh, Goodwin is a boomer bust wide receiver three to four and George Kittle is a low end tight end one with how this offense has been moving George Kittle is not be, not having to be the one uh, to get the ball dumped on all the time. It's hurting his fantasy production, um, even though the team is playing well. So the last game, the Sunday night game, the Rams versus the Browns. Goff is going to be, um, I believe, a uh, borderline quarterback one or quarterback two. Todd Gurley, I think, is, is getting more involved in the offense. They're feeling more comfortable using him. Uh, back end, running back one, high end, running back two. Cooks, Woods, and Cup are all wide receiver twos. In terms of PPR, where I would rank them is Cup, then Woods, then Cooks. Cooks is more the standard. He doesn't get as many targets, but he gets more of the deep balls. That's kind of the way that he goes. So, um, As far as the Browns go, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback one to two. This is a tough defense. I think I may put him back more towards the... Uh, high to mid quarterback two for this week nick chubb is still a a back end running back one odell is a is a wide receiver one and jarvis landry is a wide receiver three that is it we've made it Uh, i want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to uh to the show tonight or today whenever you happen to be listening to it uh good luck in your games this week we will uh try to put out again we haven't uh, been able to do a saturday show these last couple weeks we'll at least get out um a dfs article either saturday night or sunday morning kind of give you some of the value plays and the the players that we like for this week in terms of dfs again my name is ryan skull thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast and we will talk to you later hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode if so be sure to go to itunes stitcher google play and youtube to subscribe Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.